Alright, hello there and welcome to another Prawncast. Prawny here and of course we start today with the big news of Russia finally making a move. Look, no surprises here. The Russian President Vladimir Putin has announced a so-called military operation in eastern Ukraine. Look, it's an invasion, No, make, uh, make no doubts about that, during a televised address where I think he was almost apocalyptic. Putin warned other countries that any attempt to interfere with the action would lead to, quote, consequences they have never seen. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Well, what is the basis for Vladimir Putin's recognition of two Ukrainian provinces and his dispatch of peacekeepers to invade the country? Well, he laid it out in an extensive and angry speech overnight before his formal recognition of the separatist regions of Donetsk and Luhansk. All right, Ukraine for us, says Mr. Putin, is not just a neighbouring country. It's an integral part of our own history, our culture, our spiritual space. These are our comrades relatives among whom are not only colleagues, friends, former colleagues, but also relatives, people connected with us by blood. For a long time, the inhabitants of the historical lands of the southwest of ancient Russia called themselves Russians and Orthodox. This was the case until the 17th century, when part of these territories were reunified with the Russian state and after. Look, he goes to justify what he's doing. He goes all the way back to Catherine the Great. He says that Ukrainians have squandered everything that Russia gave them during the USSR period, also of squandering everything they inherited from the Russian Empire. You know, basically, they've accused Ukraine of destroying, in a way, Russia's legacy. Now, he's had a crack at NATO as well calling it an aggressive alliance. He said, and I quote, they try to convince us over and over again that NATO is a peace-loving and purely defensive alliance, saying that there are no threats to Russia. Again, they propose that we take them at their word, but we know the real value of such words. So he's had a crack at NATO. He says that Ukraine can never, ever join NATO. And he says that the real goal of the West including us here in Australia, the only one goal is to restrain the development of Russia. And they will do it even without any formal pretext at all, just because we exist and we will never compromise our sovereignty, national interests and our values. Um, there have been other claims as well used by Putin to justify this action. Uh, Russia claim Ukraine engaged in torturing people, including women and children, they say that Ukraine is guilty of genocide. They have a neo-Nazism uh, on the rise within their country, and they're developing nuclear weapons. They're also planning to attack not only the Russian Orthodox Church, but they are preparing a military attack on Russia as well. I don't know. Look, it's, it's, it's a big concern, and we can only hope that innocent people aren't hurt during this operation. Unfortunately, I suspect they will be. On to something else today. Uh, and I noted uh, with a little bit of glee 
reading this story this morning. I uh, put up a post a little earlier as well. The lefties are winning ever since I got the arse for apparently being too left. I do find it humorous how both Anthony Albanese and Chris Minns' stocks have risen. I'm encouraged at least to know that maybe I was on the right track to provide both these progressive leaders with a platform. And it's kind of funny how everybody else is scrambling to now. Anyway, uh, I always found it amusing how all of the critics, you know, who apparently never listened to me but said that I was too left and would jump on a 2GB supporters page having a... Why on earth they're having a crack at me on a 2GB supporters page? I'll never understand. And yet, if you tune into GB these days, Christopher Minns has become a regular item, and even Ray Hadley is interviewing the likes of Anthony Albanese. I don't know, maybe I was ahead of my time. <laughs> anyway, not to worry, New South Wales opposition leader Chris Minns has nudged ahead of Dominic Perrottet as the state's preferred premier in a new opinion poll. It's the one done by the Sydney Morning Herald, the Resolve Political Monitor. And it's found 32% of voters preferred the Labor leader up from 23% previously. Now, poor old Jodie McKay, she didn't really cut through. Um, I like Jodie, as you know, and I supported her uh, while, you know, while I was on air and all the rest of it and spoke to her quite regularly. Uh, but Chris Minns, he has definitely, to his credit, cut through. And he's becoming quite popular. Anyway, the Liberal Premier trails at 29%, while 39% of voters are undecided. That's according to a poll of more than 1,000 people. But 32% of voters preferred the Labor leader. Now, Dominic Perrottet says it has been a difficult summer, but he's not worried about polls. He said there will always be different polls at different points in time. He said what he's concerned about is the conversations that are occurring at every dinner table and that's getting kids back to school safely, downward pressure on family budgets, and building infrastructure. Um, all right, well, maybe maybe that is a little of what people are discussing over the, the dinner table, uh, Premier, but while you continue to do absolutely stuff all about the increasing cost of tolls, while you continue to, I guess, bash up the unions who are asking for a better deal in wages... And while you continue, uh, and I'm sorry, I, I, I don't believe for a moment that Premier Dominic Perrottet had no idea that he, I mean, I, I know today he's kind of thrown the new transport minister under the bus, David Elliott, uh, but I don't believe for a moment that Dominic Perrottet and David Elliott weren't in cahoots with stopping these trains on, you know, Monday of this week. Anyway, Mr Min said... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the New South Wales Premier's ahead next month. He said the poll was a result of the Omicron wave and the government's management and there was still a roller coaster of a year ahead. Well, perhaps winning the bigger by-election would be uh, one of the factors that perhaps has led to a, a surge in, in Mr Minz's popularity. I'm not quite sure. Anyway... Thousands of people in New South Wales, as we know, were forced into isolation and testing centres were overwhelmed while rapid antigen tests were in short supply and staff shortages were rampant. 
you know, maybe this has got a little bit to do with it, the way the, uh, the New South Wales state government dealt with the Omicron wave, and in particular, allowing the unvaccinated uh, into the community on December the 15th. Yeah, anyway, uh, the poll, by the way, was conducted before the shutdown of the state's rail system on Monday. And as I noted, that's left the government in turmoil, arguing over who was to blame as train services continue to run at just 25% capacity. And, uh, you know, providing free trips on the weekend and discounts and all the rest of it, I think that that's not going to make one iota of a difference to the New South Wales government. The damage is done. The damage is done, I think. Anyway, uh, we're still a year away from a state government election, so I guess in a way, um, polls are something, at a state level anyway, that we could probably put aside. But it was interesting to note that uh, that came through today, that Chris Men certainly seems to have a lot more cut through than uh, the, the woman who we overtook as the Labor leader in New South Wales, Jodie McCain. We know Jodie has since left politics. All right, well, this may uh, make some of the gentlemen listening to this podcast a little uncomfortable. It certainly made me cringe or wince a little when I read it, but a bloke is fighting for his life in hospital after cutting off his own dick. Yeah, emergency services rushed to a home in Wollongong this afternoon and found the man was bleeding heavily from between his legs. Now, sources have apparently told reporters the 25-year-old had cut off his penis with a multi-tool. After cutting it off, he'd put it in a nearby drawer before calling for help. Huh? Police rushed the man and the severed dick, uh, sorry, body part to Wollongong Hospital, where he immediately underwent emergency surgery. It's believed officers who arrive first on the scene are being offered counselling. <laughs> Uh, look, it's obviously perhaps a self-harm incident. I'm not, I don't want to laugh at it, but I, I just want to know why. Why, old mate? Why would you, why would you even attempt to do something like that? Yeah. Anyway, let's hope that they can reattach and let's hope that um, he'll be okay. What about Anthony Albanese? I noticed the, uh, that, bastion of journalistic integrity, the Daily Mail, reports how a very dapper new look and clever posture and styling tricks uh, in a suave new photo shoot could land Anthony Albanese in the lodge. Oh, what a load of rubbish. Anyway, I... <laughs> you know Albo's done a, uh, a photo shoot and done a story with Women's Weekly. Uh, his beautiful partner, Jody Hayden, who I've never asked him um, publicly about because he's always liked to keep that part of his life private, and I always respected that. But uh, it's good to see uh, Anthony, in a way, bring Jody out into public, considering that Scott Morrison has brought Jenny Morris. Uh, Jenny Morrison, Jenny Morris, she's an old singer, has brought his wife, Jenny, out into the public sphere as well. I think Australians need to know that, you know, Anthony is in a, um, a loving, committed relationship. 
Yes, we know he was previously married, and unfortunately with Carmel Tebbit that didn't work out, but they still share a, a son who they both uh, care for and, and love and all the rest of it. But I think it's a good move by Anthony Albanese. There will be some, including the Daily Mail and others, who will go on a, a bit of an attack. Um, you know, But he's revealed his personal side in this story. He's given a glimpse into his life outside of politics. Um, I haven't read it all. I've just read excerpts. Um, but I think it's good. I think it's a good move by Alba. What do you think? I mean, as I mentioned in, I think, the very first podcast and in my uh, piece that I wrote for uh, The Big Smoke last week, you know, personality politics plays a big part of who will find themselves elected. Um, but the, look, in a way, though, if you if you look at the article... It looks natural. To me, it looks natural. Um, both uh, Albo and Jody look relaxed. It doesn't look too staged. I mean, obviously, it's a photo shoot, so in, in effect, it's staged. But it looks natural. And the dog's there, okay, that's fine. And that's their family. He opened up about marriage, about that marriage breakdown, his new partner, you know, about his life. And I think it's a good move. I'd love to get your thoughts on it. You can um, leave your comments below at the uh, the bottom of the podcast here, Prawncast here. All right, well, I thought I'd finish today with just some of your comments. Oh, by the way, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, to all of those who have signed up as uh, patrons on Patreon. Um, yeah, so if you, if you wouldn't mind and you can kick the tin for a little every month, just five bucks will do, um, we'd really appreciate it as we go on. And I hope you're enjoying the chats, uh, I think. Maybe today's um, style of doing it. Somebody mentioned in one of the comments that they enjoyed the first one. It was more conversational. Yeah, okay. Well, um, maybe, hopefully this one is. Uh, just to some of your comments, Paul. Sir, Paul J. Turner. G'day, Paul. Uh, Paul's a fan of what we do. Another great prawn cast. The New South Wales government doesn't know the difference between a lockout and a strike. Thank you. Uh, ben. Ben, you can't help yourself. I'm shocked. Marcus is a turf. Oh, come on. This is over that uh, comment that I made and post that I put up in relation to the Prime Minister having a go at, uh, you know, trans athletes. Everybody can make their own mind up. If you, you know, if you support trans athletes taking part in sport against uh, those that were born with certain genitals, whatever, it's up to you. I'm just giving my, my viewpoint on it. Anyway, it doesn't make me a turf, Ben, and um, I know you like just getting on here and oh, particularly on the Facebook page and stirring shit up, but um, I'm certainly not a turf. I had to look it up, by the way. Uh, Stephen says, 26 days fuel supply in the country. If the larger economies hoard, the price of petrol will be the least of our worries. Uh, Dean says, Marcus, if petrol hits $2.10 a litre with the Ukrainian war starting, Scott Morrison has cooked. <laughs> well, even if petrol falls to 99 cents a litre, I think Dean, as I mentioned, he's still cooked. Changes in the air. Don't worry about that. Um, now, Trent and a couple of others um, have mentioned they were a little worried about my, my chat next week. Uh, the Cancel Me podcast with Isaac Butterfield. Look, there, there may be time, and even on the, the radio show, I spoke to people who, you know, um, you didn't like. 
it's still important to speak to people from all walks of life, isn't it? Uh, thank you to Jesse who said, um, I don't think Marcus should exclude people from his podcast just because a few people don't like the guest. Um, but anyway, as I, as I answered to your, your comment, Trent, and I thank you for your comment, you mentioned that you were, uh, I think, you were going. Uh, sorry, Marcus, you've lost a listener. Um, well, I am sorry to hear that. Uh, but be honest, if you were me and a big content creator like Isaac Butterfield invited you on his show when you were just starting out as I am, I reckon like me, you'd jump at the chance. Who knows, maybe some of his followers might like what we're doing here. It's a big world out there and uh, you know, I will try and uh, attract people to listen to my content any way I can. It's just the way it is. Um, I like Ail's comment as well. I think your guests in the future should be called prawn stars. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, thank you for all those comments. There are plenty more as well. If you want to uh, leave your uh, thoughts on this or any of the other podcasts, you know the page. Marcus Paul in the morning. I haven't changed that yet, primarily because Facebook won't let me do it for some reason, but I will eventually when they let me change Marcus Paul in the morning to Prawncast, I will, but you know where the Facebook page is. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll talk again probably tomorrow, if not, yeah, yeah, tomorrow's Friday, isn't it? Yeah, we'll talk Friday. Have a great night, look after each other, and um, if you're in Sydney in particular, it's bucketing down again, please stay safe on the roads. Prawny out, bye now.